Hello, everyone. Thank you, Alison, Francisco, Patricio, and Silvia for being here today as part of our Climate Talks, a series of digital conversations about wine in a changing climate. Thank you also to everyone on the other side of the screen. I hope you are all well, holding on and getting back to a somewhat strange and new reality. We, can help, we can't help but hoping that whatever this new reality brings, that we collectively, collectively choose a cleaner and more sustainable path towards the future. Today, we will be talking about the cert certified sustainability and different approaches in different wine regions across the globe. But before we begin, let me challenge you all out there to join Porto Protocol's quest to bring together a network of change makers and climate solutions. This is our mission and our way of building a collaborative and collective approach to better respond to climate change. We believe that by sharing experiences, solutions, lessons and challenges, we can tackle this emergency more promptly and efficiently. So do join us. And before I pass on to Sylvia, let me briefly introduce each of our speakers that bring the wealth of experience in the wine world from different regions. From the US, we welcome Alison Jordan. Alison is Vice President for Environmental Affairs at the Wine Institute and Executive Director of the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance, where she is responsible for overseeing the California Sustainable Wine Growing Program and certified California Sustainable Wine Growing. She also represents the Wine Institute on the National Grape Research Alliance Board of Directors. From Portugal, we welcome Francisco Mateus. He's the president at Alentejo's reg uh, Regional Wine Growing Commission and the only region in Portugal to have a sustainability program and quite a, a successful one, we must say. And from Chile, we welcome Patricio Parra. He's the managing director of the R&D Consortium at Vinos de Chile, institution that is responsible for the, the administration of the sustainability code of the Chilean wine industry. I would also like to introduce Silvia Petz. Silvia is a local representative of Porto Protocol and for several years she has been running her own communication consultancy and positioning agency for a sustainable wine, food and gastronomy world in the German speaking countries. And amongst her clients is Respect Biodine, a biodynamic wine growing group of producers. Now, what brings us here today is that the, world's, the word sustainability is on top of everyone's minds, though what sustainability means might not be perceived in the same fashion for, by everyone, from producer to consumer. Furthermore, each country, each region, each region has different approaches to sustainability, different certifications, different criteria. And for these reasons, we believe that bringing this topic to the table would be of extreme interest. As I mentioned, our guests at this digital roundtable bring a wealth of experience in this matter. They represent different regions, so we can't wait to hear what they have to share with us today. So I pass on the word to Sylvia to open this debate and thank you. Good luck, Paul. Thank you very much, Martha. I'm honored to be here and lead this discussion. Hello, Alison. Hello, Francisco and Patricia. Before we start our discussion, I would like to make a little introduction into the matter for a common knowledge. When we discuss sustainable wineries, we don't discuss sustainable wine. I think this is a big difference. Um, sustainable businesses and sustainable wineries have to follow the principle of the triple bottom line, which is people, planet, and prosperity, or in other words, society, ecology, and economy. And every decision a winery or a corporate makes uh, is affecting all three areas which interact. So I think this is a very important thing to, to remember when we discuss. Um, coming to society, by example, it is quite a vast field. It is not just about your team and your family and the community you live in. It is as well about your uh, stakeholders in the whole sphere of uh, influence in your supply chain. And it is also about lobbying for the needs of, of a sustainable wine business. Coming to ecology, it's even vaster and more complicated. Um, this will be covered by wine producing or sustainable wine by, by thinking of uh, conventional wine, organic or biodynamic wine. Um, but it is Far beyond this, uh, 
It is about all the greenhouse gases, which are produced not in your production alone, but as well in the, in, in the supply chain. It is about the soil, which can be a meter or sink of CO2, depending whether it is uh, fertile or more or less uh, biodiverse. So many things to think about. It is about the energy, it is about water supply, it is about the use of machine. It is uh, about bottle, bottle weight, which is a huge issue. And is about, it is about fertilizer and all the sprays. So depending on the certification system, it sums up to more than 300 uh, criterias. And the certification systems we are talking about, they aim to meet these criterias and offer a comprehensive strategy to their producers. So far from my side. Um, to start with, I would like to ask our guests to give a rough overview of their respective systems. And I would like to start with Alison, Alison from California. Um, in California, you, you produce about 80% of the total US production of wine, right? That's right, yes. We're the fourth largest wine producing region in the world. And you started your system by 2010. Our certification program began in 2010, yes. Um, and we actually started our educational program back in 2002. So I have had the privilege of working with California's vintners and growers for the past 17 years on both the educational and certification programs. Uh, we very purposely started as an educational program in the early 2000s rather than a marketing program. We really wanted to be sure that our vineyards and wineries were walking the walk before talking the talk. And just to let you know a little bit about our program, of course, this certification can be quite complex. And Sylvia, you did such a great job of describing sustainability, which is so comprehensive and therefore is really difficult to sometimes communicate. But um, I think it really does um, lead to incredible impacts and is the way for long-term viability of the wine industry, but also for environmental resources and the health of our planet and people. Um, so certification, um, again, we started in 2010 and it provides annual third-party verification that a vineyard or winery is doing several things. First, they're adopting and implementing stringent sustainable wine growing standards based on what we call the California Code of Sustainable Wine Growing, which is actually the centerpiece of both our educational program as well as our certification program. Um, they have to be meeting an overall score threshold, measuring and tracking metrics for things like water, energy, greenhouse gas emissions, and nitrogen. And then of course, complying with restrictions or prohibitions on crop protection materials. Not only are they doing all of those things, but they also have to be looking ahead determining what areas need to be improved, and then focusing resources on practices that will make the biggest difference for their own sustainability goals. And they have to undergo these audits on an annual basis in order to retain their certification year after year. You mentioned the size of our industry, um, and we have, let's see, now 92% of California wine is made in a certified winery, and we have over 2,000 vineyards covering 76,600 hectares that are certified. Actually, if you count all of our other certification programs in California, nearly half of our wine grape acres is certified sustainable. Since 2017, so again, the educational program started in 2002, certification for vineyards and wineries in 2010. Um, but since 2017, wineries have had the option to be able to use a certification wine logo on their label. And in order to do that, certified wineries, so the winery must be certified, but they must source at least 85% of their grapes from certified vineyards, 100% from California. And as we talked about, given the size of our wine industry certification, but especially those increasing adoption of sustainable practices can truly have a big impact um, I think that certification is even more nuanced than sustainability, which is complex by nature, but hopefully that gives you just a snapshot of our program. Thank you, Alison. Let's move to Alan Desho from Portugal. 
Francisco, uh, you're the chairman of the Alentation Regional Wine Growing Commission. And I've learned that 2,000 producers, 400 of 2,000 producers are taking part in your new program. Is this right? Yes, it's absolutely right. Uh, we started in uh, 2015. So just it's, just it's a program with only five years old. Um, we started with a few, uh, less than 50 in the first year. And we are very happy that in these five years, we already reached uh, more than 400, which is very good, both, both uh, um, vine growers and, uh, and the wineries. So we, our aim, of course, is to get all those 2,000 awards, but uh, well, we, are, we are in, this, in the first steps, I would say, of our, of our life, but we are quite happy with the results we have achieved so far. Thank you. Uh, and let's move a bit further south to Chile. Um, how is your uh, sustainability certification evolving? Thank you very much for inviting me to this interesting discussion about sustainability. And I'm really happy to be with the very good friends here sharing some ideas. So first of all, that we, we belong to the, the wines of Chile, which is the Chilean Wine Association. And one of the pillars of the, of the association is sustainability. We have another pillars like diversity, quality, country image, um, innovation. And that is very important when you create a standard from an, from an association because the policy is very important, the pillars, and sustainability, sustainability is one of them. This is a 100% voluntary program. It's not necessary to be a member of Wines of Chile in order to be certified. In fact, we have a lot of uh, wineries, even cooperatives certified. So it's an open program, but volunteer in nature. It's a comprehensive in terms of, uh, in terms of scope. Uh, we started thinking about that in 2018, more or less, uh, with the Watson wineries for the Colchagua Valley. And then we started trying to make a regional, regional uh, standard like Alentejo is doing now, but uh, rapidly uh, changed to the national standard with working with one of the national universities, University of Talca. And with the ancient consortium, we create the, the, the first draft of the standard of the, the list of Chiquin Chiqui in 2008, 2010. We have the same, the same draft. So we decided in that moment to work in three areas. Uh, the first one, the, the green about vineyards, all the sustainable management, management of the vineyards. The red one uh, deal with uh, the winery and the bottom plant, the cellar winery, all the production of wine itself. And then we had the right decision to put uh, in front of the wineries, one of the uh, big challenges to put the social area, the orange one, which some wineries say that is more difficult part to implement because it's deal with the culture of the organization. But we started with the three areas. And the first certification, we started in 2000, 2011, but only during the transition period, 2011-2012, uh, just with the green area in the vineyards. And then the 1st of January, 2013, we started with the, with the three areas. And actually it's very well uh, received from the wineries. Uh, you have to, to take into account, this is volunteer, they have to pay for certification. Uh, nobody's required, required as a compulsory standard in the world. But now we have, we have increasing the number of wineries certified and actually we have uh, 76 wineries which represent more than 80% of the total export in bottle. And so that's amazing taking into account we are in a small country, very export oriented, and this is a very good success. And uh, last year we launched the new area, it's a sustainable wine tourism, which is a very important part of the wine in the <laughs> wine sector. But unfortunately, with the coronavirus and all the problems of the pandemic now, we don't have any application. Uh, we, we decided to, to maintain uh, to this uh, spring, uh, October, November. Maybe we can start with some audits, but that's uh, really new for us. And uh, we have a lot of interest in trying to be certified also in the sustainable wine tourism because for the consumers also make some uh, experience to visit the wineries and to know face-to-face uh, -face what the wineries are doing in, in the scope of sustainability. And now uh, we're working very hard. That... Sorry, 
Uh, I think uh, sustainable tourism coming from the wine business might give a good impact and general tourism. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, looking at the three certifications you were describing, can one say that they basically have the same objectives or are there significant differences somewhere? So we've done a lot of work to try to look at other programs really to make sure that our program is meeting any international expectations in the marketplace. And I do see that there are a lot of similarities in what's covered. Um, all of our organizations are part of another organization of associations called FIVS. It's an international um, wine and spirits organization. And we developed um, common principles, international principles for sustainable wine growing so that we can all be talking about it in a similar way. I think um, to everyone's point, we really need to be communicating about this more. And so that helps us stay coherent. Um, but yet there are important differences because ultimately sustainability is local. And so we can focus in California on important issues like water, perhaps more in depth than other countries that perhaps get more rainfall or where there are different pest pressures, those, those can be addressed differently. So I think it's really great that there are um, different programs that address things that are really important locally also have that groundswell of support and the resources needed to really carry out these programs. Uh, Sorry, go ahead, Francisco. Oh, I, I, I think I, I was thinking I was the second to speak, but it's it's up to you now. It's a good discussion anyway. Okay, I, I was I was just saying I I, I believe that uh, um, wines of Chile is, is also a part of FIVS. We are also we, we also we are also members, so it's you know, it's it's a common denominator. We have we have uh, uh, among the three of us, we all do join uh, an international association or federation but <clears throat> yes well, concerning sustainability fifths actually what they can do is that they can provide the, a common ground for everybody to work it's not mandatory um, as far as i know well, oiv is also working on this subject which is very important because we have governments uh, uh, or at least uh, government government departments working in this issue which i think is it's very important especially for us in europe because we are we are now reviewing all the all the um, uh, common agricultural policy so it, it's it's important for us um, to to have that uh, that uh, uh, broader view of what uh, sustainability should mean but um i agree with Alison. i mean i think that in the end all the programs they are very similar the the, the, the real difference that we are um, we are dealing with the questions related to Alentejo and Alison is dealing with the questions related to California and Patricio with Chile. So we, 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 I think the, the, the ground is the same, but of course uh, we have concerns that maybe California doesn't have and it's, it's the opposite. So we all look at the, at the, at the very aspects we, we, we compare each other what we are doing. Of course, I think that that's necessary and that's that's a good way to do things. So uh, um, I think, well, for my point of view that uh, if another region or another country wants to do uh, a program or uh, it's, I mean, it, it gives you a lot of work to do things, but I think that once that you have already uh, schemes working and uh, California, for instance, they started 20 years ago, so that we only started five years ago, so they have much more experience than we do. Uh, but it, it's good to have all these different velocities, if I may say, because I would say it will not be difficult for a wine region today to um, uh, consult what other countries, other, other regions are doing and simply adapt it to their own uh, specific issues. I mean, if there's a, a place where they don't have problems with water, of course, water scarcity is not, is not, is not something that they will have to, 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 to deal with. Uh, unfortunately, that's, we have to, do, to, to deal with that in Alentejo a lot. Um, this week, we had, we had uh, uh, the temperatures raising to 400 degrees Celsius, which is, which is very warm, and nights very warm too. So water is, is something that we have to, to take care uh, and, um, and, and, and deal with. 
and well, joining all the producers to, to do it, and that's mostly what we have done in these past five years, it's really important. And I think that's the, the aspect that uh, so far they evaluate more in the, in the program. It's the fact they are, they are sharing what they are doing and are learning with each other. So um, in the end, I would say that if we in the future could, could make a, a, even a, a digital event, well, gathering uh, producers from more countries or from more regions to, 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 to share what, what they, they, they are doing, I think that in the end, they will find that they are doing pretty much the same, uh, just with, maybe with uh, different ways of, of doing things. So I think that's a, a, a very important thing that sustainability is, is giving to the, to the world of, uh, of wine. Yeah, I think uh, could be could be helpful at the, one day to to harmonize all these certifications and have a common standard, so people know what is compared and and consumers aren't that confused anymore because of all these different labels. Could be helpful maybe. Uh, yeah. I see there is a question. It's one of the. Sorry. I know I, I wanted to mention something about the <clears throat> topic about the difference between. I'm very happy that the. All of you mentioned FIPS. We, I think it's a wonderful organization and we are creating these principles. And I'm really sure that we have more, probably more difference in terms of how to implement the, the standard in terms of culture and the social part more than the technical because te technical you can adapt easily uh, for different conditions. Some, some standard are national, regional, but the social part probably is the most important one. Um, and the other thing I think is very interesting is to to consider that the, the standard itself is not only a tool of certification. It's not just to, to, to say this winery is better than other, this winery is doing better than, than this winery in, in California and Portugal or here in Chile. So the standard itself, if you use it as an like educational program that you already have in California, for example, and we are implemented here with innovation projects, you can, you can make clear guidelines in terms of uh, how to implement, how to put all the wineries, all the producers together in the same track of sustainability. And definitely collaboration and cooperation is the, is the way that we have to, to resolve global problems. Global problems need collaboration, need association. And if we remember the, the sustainable development goals for United Nations or 17, it's about collaboration, association, and we have to continue working in, in that way. Absolutely. We have a question from coming from the audience. Uh, it says, so many sustainability programs aspirational, but how do various sustainability measure actual impacts aside from participation? Maybe I can't read the whole thing. Oh, yeah. um, I repeat, so many sustainability programs are aspirational, but how do various sustainability programs measure actual impacts aside from participation rates, the number of acres of members, for example? Um, actually, this is a question we wanted to answer a bit later, but we can, we can go ahead with it now, if it's fine with you. Sure. Um, well, I think the standard setting is really important. I mean, this, this kind of gets to how do you ensure that programs aren't greenwashing, that they're authentic and they're actually leading to change? So our starting point is our California Code of Sustainable Wine Growing, which again is used for both education, but also for certification. And the way that we modify it for certification is by requiring certain practices. And those practices were vetted with growers and vintners um, who are advisors on our sustainability program who really help us um, identify what our best practices. We draw on experts from government agencies and environmental community groups, um, other scientists, and really make sure that the code itself is really substantial and has that stakeholder input. And then of course, that the, that the practices that are required lead to meaningful change. And we can actually track that because there are scores associated with it. So we can track improvements over time. Um, one of the reasons that we chose to do an annual certification report is because transparency is so important for certification programs. And so we took that step by really sharing the results of our um, vineyards and wineries and their practices that they're employing, requiring that they're me measuring and managing their um, performance metrics. 
And then also we had an outside expert called SES Global Services um, really take a hard look at our program and make sure that we are adhering to international sustainability program standards. Um, so we took that, that part of auditing ourselves. And then to the point of transparency, another thing that we do is make our standards, um, both our certification guidelines, as well as our code publicly available. So anyone can see what's required to get certified. I hope that, that answers somewhat answers that question. Yeah, no, I agree with Alison. It's a, it's a mix of, uh, but everybody want, want to, to, to work properly. And I, and I, and I agree with in terms of transparency and the guidelines and uh, that's a construct credibility at the end of the day for consumers. But it's very difficult to put, that's something, there's two sides, one technical side, how to, how to construct some um, sectoral uh, indicators and. Uh, in the same way, even when, when you talk about the carbon footprint or different methodologies, even in organic, that you have different norms and standards in the world, uh, I prefer to use the, the, the word of equivalence. Of course, well, there are some differences, but it's very difficult to put in front of the consumers the complex uh, concept of sustainability because organic and biodynamic, they must be sustainable also. It's, uh, they need some, this is not about to use or not use pesticides. It's, uh, it's about society, how to, how to construct a society in terms of a, a sustainable way. It's a, we need, it's very complicated in terms of confidential information for the wineries to construct these sectoral indicators. We're working on that, but the, definitely we have a challenge, a big challenge, how to communicate, how to agree the right short sentences for the consumers to explain what we're doing under the umbrella of equivalence, at least two, three, four, five points to, to communicate. That's why it's very interesting what that FIT is doing in terms of principles, try to simplify the concept in order to put in front of the consumers. Well, if, if, if I may, if I may uh, add something to, to, to this question, um, I think that, that of course, we, we generally, we speak about the area that's under certification or the area of the members or the, the, the global production of the wineries involved in, in the, in the sustainable, uh, sustainability program. That's the, the, the easiest uh, number I can say that we can communicate because we have in our, in our program, we have 177 different criteria. Of course, all that is measured every year. So imagine if we are going to, talk about 177 criteria. I know that Chile has more, and I think California has even more. So it will be a mess of a communication. Um, of what, what Patricia was saying that, uh, yes, we have to try to make the communication the most simple we can, but it's not always easy. Uh, we can talk about the, the reuse of water and how many liters of water were saved by doing that. And we can talk about the wastes that was not produced uh, when we introduced uh, uh, best practices or the pesticides that were not used in the vineyards or the way, and Patricio said that also, and I think it's very important, the way we deal with people working in the wine sector. I mean, imagine if you have this uh, organic wine and there's the, a company that abuses their workers. Yeah, the wine in the end will be organic. Yeah, and the producer and, and the, the consumer would look at it and say, yeah, well, it's organic, it's in the label. And maybe it's even certified, but that doesn't make that company sustainable because the persons leading the company are abusing the workers. They, are, they, they don't treat them well. They don't, they don't have a fair business with them. So sustainability is is much more holistic than just the, the product uh, inside the bottle. But don't we have that problem that uh, consumers don't understand? They don't understand, most of them don't know the difference between organic, biodynamic and sustainable. And think that uh, sustainable wine has to be organic. There was just this article we were talking about it. Uh, it was appearing last week. Uh, published half a year ago saying sustainable wine or just greenwashing published by the wine searcher. So it says in a, in a nutshell that uh, the entrance level in our certification systems are very low in order to meet 
many as wine producers as possible and bring them on the right track. Uh, organic wine producers criticize that approach that the compromise is too large and that spraying the soil with products like glyphosate or other herbicides and pesticides uh, is poison. Uh, some, some of the certification standards do um, not permit glyphosate anymore, but other herbicides. So it's, it's this permanent conflict and argumentation and discussion going on. So how could we, how could we address the, the consumers? I doubt that they really uh, bring the effort in understanding all these different labels. It, they're overwhelmed, I think. So there are so many things loaded into that one question. Um, I think one of them is about crop protection, which is essential in agriculture. Anyone who's ever gardened will understand that pests and disease are real things for plants and for us, for animals we that need to be addressed. And so crop protection materials are an important tool. Interestingly, I think there's a sense that people do know what organic means, but most actually don't seem to really know what it means because I, I've heard again and again and seen journalists write that it means applying no materials. And that's absolutely not true. It's, you know, there are a list of approved materials that can be used and they're viewed as being more environmentally friendly. Um, I think sustainability, you know, there are, like Patricia was saying, there are, they're not mutually exclusive. There are certainly organic growers who are also using sustainable practices. There are those who are certified sustainable that may or may not be certified organic, but are using organic practices. Um, we really focus on integrated pest management, which is um, what is also what organic is based on. And it's the idea that you're applying materials only when needed and after other cultural and biological practices have been used, also in a way that manages risks, which is really important. Um, in California, we also have really stringent regulations on crop protection along with a, lot, a number of other environmental issues that go even further than federal regulation. Um, we do restrict materials in our program or prohibit in some cases. So I, I understand why there's a challenge with so many different programs, but I would also say that organic also, there's some confusion about what that means. Um, and we can all do a better job working together to help communicate about it. Um, the other piece I was going to talk a little bit about is that Interestingly, we've seen some research, we've done some research and seen some research that indicates that people really are starting to understand it more. In the case of organic, um, while it's more likely to be recognized and, and consumers feel more confident with that term, um, they do understand that sustainability is this much more comprehensive approach that addresses climate change, that addresses people and water and energy. So I do feel like there's some progress that's already been made and that we can continue to work on with partnering with trade so that they understand and can be communicating to consumers in the appropriate way in restaurants and in stores, yes. um, but also wineries being able to communicate. We need the journalists as well. Absolutely. I'll add what, what Alison just said uh, uh, related to, to pesticides, which of course is a, is a problem. And uh, I'll add, um, well, talking about the organic, that here in Olintejo and also the, the other programs, we also look at biodiversity. So we are not just trying to reduce the pesticides uh, because it's better. We are also trying to uh, have different ways to reduce the insects that uh, are not good for the vines. So if you have, uh, if you have biodiversity, maybe you can or attract the bugs to the insects to other areas where they will be okay and they will not damage the vines or you can try to have another bugs to eat those ones in a in a in a very um a balanced uh, ecosystem so yes pesticides are important but sustainability is not just about uh, trying to reduce it or don't don't use it i mean bugs insects they are necessary uh, uh, there are the, the the soil is the living thing, and we have to preserve it and try to make it better for the future. That's in, in the end what system uh, what sustainability is is trying to do today the best so that the the people following us will have well at least what we are having now. 
I, I, well, of course, we would we we all would like to to leave a, a better legacy, and uh, I hope that we can. But at least if we can pass to 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 the to the next generation what we received from our ancestors, that will be uh, well in this in this in these times that that will be great. But we are trying to actually to to improve it to try to uh, manage some mistakes that uh, well people all around uh, all around the world commit. So we're trying to, to improve things. And uh, I don't think that, that the question about pesticides and things like that, that's, that's the real issue here. We are, what, we, what we are really trying to do is to have a better viticulture, a viticulture that requires less pesticides. But if needed, I mean, if the business needs, if the wine grower, if the wine producer, if, if he really needs to add that pesticide because he has to sell his wine, because he has to pay the wages to the people that are working with him. I mean, that's a, that, that's a huge responsibility to say, no, I'm not going to, to use pesticides and well, I'm not going to pay my workers. That cannot happen. So we have to be, we have to, to have a, a broader view. Uh, um, well, this is, this is the way I think and not look just for the next crop. We have to look for the next 50 years and hope that uh, in those 50 years, the, the vines will, will remain in their place and people will be interested in the business and the business continues to grow and continues to, 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 to make uh, richness for the regions or where the grapes are, are being uh, grown. So uh, it's, it's, more, it's more, more than just the product itself. Yeah, I would like to add just a few things in terms of uh, what we have in common in terms of uh, standards. Uh, and one of the one of the, the common points is the prevention. Everybody wants to prevent uh, and not to 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 do the reactive uh, action with pesticide. But the prevention means how to design a sustainable vineyard. Uh, as Francisco mentioned, how to how to deal with the, the, the diversity, biodiversity, but not in terms of commerce and in conservation. It's how to use biodiversity. In the functional way, what is the, the relation, the linkage, the, the science information that we, we can get in, in that field? That we are working very hard with the university trying to, to improve the area of uh, bio, biodiversity. And then we have to definitely, in terms of credibility and consumer, we, we need to, to, to transfer the right information. I don't see any conflict in terms of organic, sustainable. In fact, we have many wineries, that organic wineries and biodynamic wineries that they are under our certification program. And why they are certified under our certification program? That uh, we, we, we share different strategies, different uh, practices. And I, I don't see everyone want to be more. That you just start organic and then biodynamics, uh, people complain against organic, say it's not enough. And then you have another certification of a vegan wine. And then you don't, you don't see in the future, but one is the common point but all of the certification scheme must be sustainable. That's, a, that's the common point. It's about finding the right balance, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, the target audience of the certification programs are the production, the, the, the wine producers, right? Um, what are the advantages for them taking part in these programs and what keeps them from doing it? I'm happy to go first. Um, I like to think on just adoption of sustainable practices. Actually, that is the goal. So certification helps kind of drive that and get recognition for it, but it's really the adoption of sustainability that matters. And I think it can help regardless of the business, it can help innovation. So whether it's growing revenue or thinking about um, sustainability-driven innovation or enhancing your reputation, and a really important thing is attracting and retaining employees. Um, we know that millennials and the next generation Gen Z want to work for companies that really share their values. And then there's the mitigation side. So that's things like increasing your efficiency and productivity, reducing costs, managing risks. So that can be at the operation level or society or regulatory levels. And then certification, I think, really helps in a couple of other ways. Um, lending credibility to claims that you may want to make. Um, it really does help provide some insurance against 
greenwashing or that or being um, accused of that. And so I again, the, we've talked a little bit about this, but there really does appear to be marketplace interest by trade and consumers. And so it really allows wineries to take advantage of that and for wine grape growers to potentially sell to wineries that care or that are selling into those marketplaces. And then to your question about obstacles, I think it's probably similar to obstacles to anything. The two biggest ones would be time and money. <laughs> we try to do things to help address those two particular ones. But others are that people are using organic or biodynamic or other sustainability programs. <clears throat> and of course, very few, but I do encounter them, people who just feel that this would be telling them how to farm or think we're already a multi-generational farm, so we don't need to be told how to be sustainable. So you certainly have some of those figures, but I think a lot of it is that people are um, just often very small, and so time and money are true obstacles for them. I'll, I'll, I'll say that the, the, um, the biggest advantage to have a, to have a certification is the fact that uh, the, the certification is not uh, made by yourself. It's not you saying, well, I'm doing this, so I'm sustainable. It's someone that comes with, it's a, it's a third party that uh, makes an evaluation, makes an audit on, on the things you are doing, and it's comparing that those results with some referential. So it, it's not something that, that, that someone will say, okay, this is how I, how I work. It's something serious. And people need to to be very committed to sustainability, to ask for a certification because, well, in the end, they are going to pay for it. And they will know that the certification, firstly, is a way to compare themselves, which is good. If we compare with each other, we know if we are better or worse and if we need to improve more. So that's something the humankind has been doing for, for ages. We are always comparing things. We are comparing prices. We are comparing tastes. We are comparing countries. I mean. We are also we are always comparing because we want to know what's our position, how we stand for, are we better, are we worse, can we improve? So I think that certification is something that that well once is once it's provided and uh, uh, our goal in Olympiad is to make a certification that's re that's renewed every year. So every year a producer will have a visit from from uh, outside auditors to see how they performed the, the year before. So. It, it's something that really requires for for work and money, as Alison was saying, and so it, it's not something that people just sign a few papers and get the, the, the certification issued. It's it's really something a little bit more complex and more hard work for for the people involved. And um, um, about the the barriers, I think that the, uh, people are, are are feeling. Of course, it's it's the time and money uh, when when we have small companies. With uh, with uh, with a small area of vine, I mean, people they just don't, well, they they don't have time to do everything, and uh, and to be in the program, well, it requires. Uh, um, Jean Rosa said to me, it's like going to the doctor. You go to the doctor, and um, the doctor says, okay, this is what you have to do. You have to make these tests, and then you have to come here again. So, you, you go to the doctor, and then it's our self evaluation. You go to the doctor to make it or self-evaluation and okay, so what you need to, to improve. So go home and you make an action plan. So all these things, they, they, they require people to sit, uh, teams to join, to share, to learn with each other and to aim at the future. And that's, that's, that, that's something that re really requires time and commitment. And of course, if you have to invest in, in something, and I'm thinking about, for example, solar panels. If you want to uh, get your energy um, greener, if I might say, of course, that's, that, that, that there's a, a, an economical uh, investment and companies have to, to make their, 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 their math and, and think if they really want, want to do it. So um, there are things that day-to-day uh, uh, -day are always uh, small barriers but uh, that they can be, they can be, uh, um, how do you call it? You, you can jump, uh, jump, uh, jump those barriers with, uh, with some work. And of course, there's, there's even in Tejo or even in Portugal, we have also the age of people. It's, um, it's difficult to, to, to speak to someone which is older than we are and uh, explain to them because they've been doing that for 40 years 
that it's all right what they've been doing, but they can improve uh, because they've been doing that and their ancestors were doing that for ages. So it's, uh, it's, it's a little, well, it's a lot of education. It's a lot of conversation. It's sharing with each other the results, comparing. Uh, but I think that in the end, people will, will, will realize that, well, this is a good thing. Maybe I'll take five years to reach it or 10 years to reach it, but this is a good path. And the more we get aboard, the easier it is to, to, to share with people that uh, this is, the, the, well, this is the, a good way to follow um, for the future. Yeah, I, I will start with the difficulties first in order to finish in with, with the positive side, <laughs> the advantage. <laughs> but definitely, I, I, I fully agree with Francisco that the, the cultural part maybe in terms of difficulty is the most important one in terms of and also in terms of a company you have to organize the company in a different way you have to you want to implement not only the environmental side also the social part sometimes also you need some investment uh, but we try to put the effort in terms of uh, how to change the management at management levels but even in that level you need new policies codes resources people and at the end of the day, certification is about paperwork. That's, that's a, <laughs> it's a huge amount of work for, for farmers and they need uh, training and people prepare for that. And, and also the last one is very evident, the cost of certification. We, we need to, to, to maintain the, the, the certification program. So if we want uh, independent certification program, wineries, they have to pay the certification uh, for independent certification bodies. That uh, it's a cost. Is volunteer, it's not a requirement, even if it's not a requirement, official requirement in the market, is something that the retailers are uh, asking for that. So in terms of advantage, we have to be very, take it seriously, the, the consumer, the increasing consumer awareness about sustainability, and we need to be aligned with, with the society expectation. That's very important, and the market access the sustainable program, they don't expect to have an extra price for the products. This is not a fair trade, organic, biodynamic. They receive the same price. The only, the only uh, market where I know, at least as a clear uh, market prepared for this sustainability program is the Nordic monopolies. And they have some listing uh, when they, sometimes they require specifically to be certified under uh, the sustainability program. But the rest of the world, is something that every, everybody wants, but it's not an official requirement yet. So it takes a lot of effort and try to, to improve your system that when you don't want to receive extra, extra money for that. So it's a difficulty, but at the same time, you can reduce costs, you can, you can work in the proper way, the relation with community, the workers, and uh, that's also, it's a very important advantage. So to sum this up, it is, you see it as a business case to invest in, in, in sustainability measures. And yeah, yeah they, they have to invest. Sometimes it's not the most important part, but it's depends on the, the producers. That uh, we, we try to create an inclusive uh, uh, program and we have a, very, a lot of uh, small farmers and we, don't, we, we cannot put the, the, the main efforts in technology. They have to change and sometimes more difficult, the management, the management, how to measure, how to take the right decisions for for their farms. Uh, you were mentioning, sorry? I was just gonna mention that um, of, of our programs, I think one of the things that we have to do is try to articulate those business benefits because it isn't just the cost of certification. There's lots of ways that they can see returns from reducing inputs, reducing costs, reducing risk. Those types of things are part of it. And I think just like any audit you might receive, um, or the threat of an audit that you might receive, the, it forces people to get together and make sure that you're doing all the things that you said you were going to do or that you said that you did do. And, um, and just have those checks on who is responsible, what's the timeline. Um, it just really, I think, helps internalize um, and, and integrate sustainability throughout the culture of the businesses. Yes. And Sylvia, can I add something? Well, we are, we are talking here about well, barriers, what it's difficult for, 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 for producers, and it is really difficult. But there are also some, some good things. 
and those good things in the end are what they can say to themselves okay i'm working in a different way and i'm getting more attention for it um last year <clears throat> although we are just in in in, a, in, 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 a, in a, with a program with five years last year uh, Alentejo, we were invited to um ask a questionnaire for a for a for a company that was working for the monopolies in the northern europe and they were asking as well if we had a a, a program that was that was issuing certification so well not right now that's something we are going to to deal with uh, next year which is 2020 um but uh, we well we answered the, the that questionnaire and in the end they we, we really had, had, a, had a very good score in the end i think it we had about uh, 10 points in, in a total of 12 which is very good so what was the the, the, the good result for that that today if we, if, if a wine producer from Alentejo is uh, uh, applying for a tender in one of those monopolies in in northern europe i mean the sustainability program of wines of Alentejo, it's over there like something they can say yeah well i do work with these guys and and i do try to fulfill all these criteria so that's something that will make a difference, uh, what we, at least for, for those monopolies, when they are choosing the wines. It said, well, these people, they are working, and I underline that, they're working with a more sustainable way. It's not, it's not about the product itself, I, I have to repeat it. It's about the way people are working. It's, it's well, it's like, a, a, it's like the, 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 fashion, the fashion sector, the wide world, uh, is trying to become more sustainable, and uh, how they are doing that? They are trying to get those those uh, 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 raw materials from places when they have fair trade, where labor is being uh, um, well, 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 when where they don't have uh, children working. Well, you know that better than me. So, in the end, what we try to do is that it's it's uh, to show a better way of doing things and. Uh, having a certification for that it's something that i think that people can be very proud of it because well i think it's 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 not easy so when you get a, a certification like that it, it means that you probably did a very uh, good work uh, to to achieve it but is the demand of the market as well who convince producers to 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 convert to sustainable wine growing According to the research we've done, there really is growing interest both with trade and consumers. Um, the US market, for sure, we've also looked at the UK and Canada and Sweden as a as a, um, an example of the Nordic countries. And there appears to not only be interest, but growing interest in sustainability. So while, again, while organic is probably the most well-known, um, when they think about future considerations, a large percentage are saying that they're interested in in sustainable wine and and there's also a willingness to pay more, which you always have to check because it, of course it sounds angelic to say you're willing to pay more for something that's produced sustainably. Um, but it is a really, I think, good indicator of just the sentiment that people do show a preference for products that are produced environmentally and socially responsibly. This is definitely increasing. Um, we have a bit, some, some minutes left, and I would like to ask a last question, which is, uh, for me, a very important one. It is about the Paris Agreement and the climate targets. Uh, after all, we have to reduce the CO2 emissions until 2030 by 40%. Uh, that means every company and every winery has to do so. so do your certifications calculate and show by numbers the CO2 emissions and as well as the soil? And do you set targets to fulfill the Paris agreements? Mandatory. <laughs> Alison, do you want to go first as well? Sure, I'm happy to. Well, I feel yeah, like I need to start by saying we're in California um, and the state has definitely been a leader in, in global climate action. Um, the cap and trade program is just one example that was created by the California Global Warming Solutions Act back in 2006. 
And the money that comes from the cap and trade goes to help farmers reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So there are programs around healthy soils, things like cover cropping and composting healthy soils in general, um, and then also water and energy efficiency efforts that our vineyards and wineries are taking advantage of. Um, as an industry, we've worked for nearly two decades with different organizations, with educational institutions and the research community to really better understand issues around climate change, the ways that wineries and vineyards both um, have, have our greenhouse gas emissions, but also ways that we can mitigate and also adapt to climate change. And just a couple of examples, and again, we have our partners here on the phone, which is great, but we worked with FIVS years ago, along with countries um, like Chile, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, and others, to develop a greenhouse gas protocol as a way to measure winery and vineyard greenhouse gases in a comparable way, so that, again, we're measuring things in, in a way that we all can speak a common language. That was really important. Um, we also de developed a carbon footprint for California wine. And really that was a way to look at what are the hot spots, what are the things that we can be working on and packaging and distribution, things you mentioned early on were important in the vineyards. It's really applied nitrogen through fertilizers, electric electricity use of course is an important piece too. So those are the areas that we've been working. And I would say that the comprehensiveness of sustainability really does make it an effective approach um, for addressing climate change issues. Just within our certification, thinking about that, um, we have many practices that are required and that are directly related to climate change, things like nitrogen management, vineyard and water, and energy use, conservation and efficiency. And then of course, I mentioned that we also require performance metrics to be tracked um, and measured over time. And we do have the soil piece integrated into it that you mentioned. Um, so we have not only the online performance metrics, but also a simplified, what we call the DNDC tool, which is a denitrification decomposition, decomposition tool. Um, it's a way to help growers understand the ability of vineyards to, to sequester carbon, to capture and store carbon. Um, and they can really tailor it to their specific location, soil, weather, those types of things. So it's a really great start. Um, at this point, we don't require wineries to meet a specific goal. We haven't set targets, but many have set their own targets, even carbon neutrality in some cases, often just a percent reduction along the lines of the Paris Agreement. But we really are planning to do more on climate change in the coming years, um, both on the mitigation and adaptation, which I think is equally as important. How about Alentejo? Well, we, we haven't, well, carbon is of course in the pipeline, uh, but we don't have right now any, any criteria in the program uh, um, related to, to carbon. But what we are feeling from, from the, the, the companies that are members of the program is their own pressure towards us to do more work about carbon. So we are being pushed to, 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 to advance to that level well, right now, of course, we have to be focused on something and we have been focused in energy savings, in uh, re renewable um, energy uh, reduction uh, of pesticides, uh, promotion of ecosystem services, uh, uh, you, the, 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 the transport of the, of the wines, the eco design in packaging. So we haven't been, well, we, always have carbon in our minds and um, we talk about about we talk a lot about it and it's something that we are definitely have to 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 tackle uh, in the in the in the next years but um, i would say that the, the most important right now is that we are we are feeling the pressure of of producers uh, asking us what about carbon when are you going to include carbon in the program uh, so we, which is which is good because it's not, it's not uh, the, the commission saying, okay, now you have to also have this uh, in, uh, in the program. It's, uh, it's the, the, the producers coming to us and say, you have to put that inside. And, and so that's good, but uh, we, are, we, are not, we don't have any metrics in the program uh, right now for carbon. But remember that we are only working with this for five years. How about Chile? Yeah, we have some requirements, uh, specific requirements in terms of carbon emissions, and uh, they must be calculated. 
But the same that in California, we don't require specific targets. Uh, the company has to to me to to write a commitment, mm -hmm. and then the certification process, this commitment is evaluated uh, during the certification cycle. But uh, what is definitely sure that uh, we are going to be aligned with the with the country plan for for emissions. And Chile has published a very ambitious plan in the in the last month, and we are working on that. And uh, definitely, we are going to be aligned because everybody wants to see what. What is doing the wine sector? I don't know what happened with the wine sector in the world, but at least in Chile, is the leader in sustainability. And everybody's talking about sustainable wine, sustainable wine everywhere, but nobody's talking about sustainable fruit or different products. Something happened about wine. It's the sexiest uh, sector <laughs> in the world. And we have a lot of advantage. We have a lot of, uh, in terms of production, it's not really very intensive in, in inputs. It's a, it's a great product. Uh, Many, many, many wineries that the vineyards are surrounded by biodiversity. So it's definitely a specific, a specific sector that we have to take an advantage in terms of how to work because the world wants to see what the wine sector is doing, not only in Chile, in the, in the world. Let's take this as a final statement. Uh, wine business as a leading example for change, for sustainability. I always like to think of wine as the sustainable beverage of choice <laughs> and that we all need to work together to position in that way because we know that that's where the market is heading with the millennials, Gen Z and beyond. Um, and I think we can all partner and, and communicate more so that we're able to take advantage of that and, and be around for generations to come as we have been in the past. Yes, and, and, and uh, um, we, we've seen such a, such a, uh, modification on ways people think from my generation for my sons for example it's such a huge difference so i think that we should look at our look at the future of the of the of the wine sector of the wine business and because it's a sexy product and we wanted to keep it uh, that uh, that way because it's really sexy i mean uh, you can you, you can have 20 people tasting the same wine and having 20 different opinions. And, and that's why it's so sexy. It's so different. Uh, people converge to, 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 to taste, taste wine and, and that, that's very good. So I think we always, we always need to reinvent ourselves. And uh, the challenge is even, it's even bigger now because the, the next generations will be, they're already being so different from us. The way they communicate, the the issues they pay attention to, they really are more committed to know if something that they are consuming is, I'll not say I'll not use the word sustainable, but how was it produced? Who was involved doing that? How were people treated? And uh, I think that that's 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 our future, and we have to to give the best answer to that. And wine is a long-term investment. If you plant. A wine today it, it, it's in five years you can harvest for the first time and in 20 mm. years it's a good wine coming out and if it's treated well it can last for 100 years so it's always thinking about the next and and and, and even later generations but please you last word yeah, what to add i think we need to, to we need to work sustainable because it's good it's good for the planet it's good for the society and we need more collaboration to share the practices, the, the same activities that we're doing now, sharing the, our experience. And definitely we need to involve uh, more the consumers, the communication plans. Uh, there we have a big, big challenge and we have to work on that. And of course we need the retail sector, the restaurant, the, 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 the tourism sector, the, the, yeah, the supermarket, because it's gonna be very difficult to communicate the enormous effort that we're doing in our countries and it's very difficult to put the try to communicate just with the logo and we need the retail sector in order to to promote to 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 make much clear for the consumers what we're doing absolutely so it is a, a lot about education and and, and and making people aware of, of sustainable wines so i think we yeah, Marta is here already. Hello, we run out of time. Silvia, thank you very much. Thank you, all of you, Alison, Francisco, Patricio, and Silvia, 
for this debate. I think we covered a lot of ground. Just trying to summarize a little bit of what has been said here. First of all, Sylvia, you started with a very important point that sustainable wine is something different from sustainable winery. Uh, and, uh, and using Francisco words, sustainability is a much wider, much holistic, a much more holistic concept than talking about, for example, an organic wine. And I think that's something very important to cl clarify when we're talking about sustainability, because we all know we're talking about, and as you said, just putting it simply about people and planet, economic, um, environmental, and uh, social pillars. We have these three. Um, also, uh, picking up on something that Alison said, you all are, the three of you, the three speakers are members of uh, uh, an international organization, FIFS. Um, and though you have more or less, you don't have exactly common standard, but there's a, a starting point, so to speak, that is common, but that sustainability is also local. And that makes sense that each program, regardless of whether it's a proper certification or a program or just a program, that it has its own uh, characteristics because not all countries, as you mentioned, deal with, for example, water scarcity. So it is important that programs um, relate to these, uh, these characteristics, uh, characteristics. Having said that, there are many programs indeed. Um, and one of you, I think it was Francisco that mentioned something that is interesting and that's the whole thing about sustainability is that you can't look at a crop, you have to look at the crop 50 years ahead. And I think that's something really that is, uh, that go, that really character, characterizes the wine industry uh, as a whole. I'm really happy, uh, Sylvia, that you brought the climate change and the Paris Agreement uh, to the talk. That That is absolutely key, especially when we're talking about Porto Protocol. So uh, this is a Porto, protocol roundtable, so to speak. So I'm really glad. I'm happy to see that at different paces, this is coming to the table uh, at, in each of your programs. I'm really happy to hear that, uh, Francisco, you're feeling that pressure coming from producers. And that, that's really amazing. Uh, I think it's fair to say that we are not doing enough as a whole. I mean, that's a given fact, but hopefully we'll change this and we have this opportunity as we speak to do things differently. Also, uh, an important thing that was being asked in the, um, in the live talk was about, and I think you all covered without actually specifically answering that, that question is, how can um, producers from different sizes address sustainability? Um, starting with you, Patricia, you said something really interesting, which is at the end of the day, a sustainability certification is not just a certification itself, it's an educational program that can help create guidance for producers to act in a certain manner. And as Alison said, to adopt sustainability, sustainable practices. Um, and there is a business case for it. There is uh, gains to come out. Again, sustainability is also about the economics of it. Uh, there is a business case because there is more, if any, more efficient um, resource management, there, management, there is, uh, costs to be reduced. So there is a need for time, commitment, and money to be invested indeed in a certification, but it's a fair way of having, um, and one of you actually said something about that. Sorry, I forgot, but I think it was you, uh, Patricio, that mentioned that at the end of the day, it's a, a common referential for producers, and that creates more fairness. I'm, I hope I am not missing um, any, any uh, important message. Uh, I thank you all for being here. The, our next climate talk will be in around a month's time. We did it on a, on a weekly basis in May and now we're going to do it again on a monthly basis. We'll continue until the end of the year, bringing several topics that have to do with wine and the changing climate. So we hope to see you in a month's time again. Thank you, each and every one of you, for being here today. And I hope you on the other side of the screen are well and that you enjoy this talk. Thank you. Bye-bye.